more fucking around. It's Wild Style Radio. Wild Style Radio. 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 Stand up and shout! What is up? And welcome to the Stand Up and Shout Rock Show. We're coming to you live from Salisbury Center Studios in Manassas, Virginia, on the Wild Style Network, fueled by Monster Energy. Yes, sir. Welcome to at, at the second year two. of the yep. Stand Up and Shout Rock Show. Yes. You, like, think of where we were this time last year. We were, we were right. We were a little bit deer in headlights-ish. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, it's it's just so much more seasoned. We yeah. can say it was the second season, but the season is more seasoned. I would agree. There's a little yes. bit more spice in our lives. Definitely so. In year two. And, uh, yeah, definitely didn't think we would even be getting this far <laughs> when we first started. <laughs> right. But, but here we are. Here we are. And excited to be back. Yes. It's been too long. We've had some, uh, we've had some holdups. Yep. A couple uh, had some weather. Some illness. Illnesses. Some rock shows to go to. Rock shows to go to. We right. did. We went to, uh, we, speaking of which, because that was the first night we were going to broadcast yep. on a Wednesday. But instead, that Wednesday, we drove up to Baltimore and saw... Zach Sabbath. Yeah, Zach and Sabbath. And the native Hal. Yeah, yeah. So that was a slick double bill. I think that tour just ended, so yep. you're not able to see it again. But if you're able to see either band, I yeah. would highly recommend either. Well, the native Hal's going back out. They just recently announced they're, you know, they're moving from one tour to the next. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they're actually going to be playing down in the Richmond area. Mm -hmm. Um Arch, I think it is. Uh -huh. Why well, can't our booking guy get those guys on board? I know, right? Oh, they, they're that. awesome. He only did some shots with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. What's up with that? Slacking. <laughs> but yeah, super nice guys. Like super just, I mean, outside of just the, the, the music ability and the songs, which are great. So like, we never really talked about that. There's nope. thrash grass. They kind of yep. like. Thrash grass. There's so many subgenres, right? There's a little bit of a different bend on their subgenre, which is thrash metal and bluegrass yeah and then you know they've got a, one of their newer releases it, it's it's even a little bit more diverse from that so uh -huh. very eclectic um music style i mean it's rock yeah but uh very very talented guys i if, mean if you've never heard of thrash grass and there's the two songs that they blend and it works amazingly well is the harvester of sorrow Harver, harvester of constant sorrow. And then the, right. Then right. there's the harvest, there's constant sorrow. So like, those are the two songs. So one is the Metallica song. One is a bluegrass song that was featured in brother where art thou. That was the movie name, right? I think so. Yeah. Yep. With uh, George Clooney. Yes. Harvester. So they, they fuse those two songs. They call it the harvester of constant sorrow. They blend verses with courses of two different songs and it comes together and works like amazingly well. Yep. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you were the one that turned me on to the show, but they were on the first season of No Cover. Great show. And I think they won that, right? They won, which was a spoiler. We just gave you the spoiler for No Cover. If you go watch No Cover on YouTube, because we talk about documentaries and things, not yep. only that we witness in live events or music that we listen to, but, of course, documentaries that we watch on TV. But that YouTube series called No Cover because it's like basically an American Idol but they're not doing any cover songs. They're all original metal bands doing, and there's different genres of metal yeah. bands. Although there is, well, there was one pop act that was kind of one. Right. 
Yeah, but she kind of like brought rock into it. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, so if you want to check them out, you haven't heard of them. Obviously, you could Google them. Yes. But uh, fantastic band. Great they, show they, to watch to see like more about the band. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they opened for Zach Sabbath that night and uh, they were just great. Yeah. So when I don't know what you thought, my thoughts like it's it was kind of amazing to see Zach Sabbath and Zach Wilde play Black Sabbath songs. And that was obviously all covers. But it didn't feel like a cover show in so many ways because Zach Wilde was Zach Wilde, yep. not Tony Iommi on those classic Black Sabbath songs. I felt like in a lot of ways I was watching a Black Label Society show. Yeah, I'd agree. You know, he, he definitely puts his his mark and his vibrato and yeah. everything into the Black Sabbath tunes, which is interesting because, you know, obviously the Pantera tour yeah. and he's playing – um, there was a couple things that were online and that I read where he worked directly with Dimebag's guitar tech yeah. because he wanted to be not necessarily album quality, but he wanted to have Dime's tone. And so he, he works so that when they're playing and he's playing the Pantera tunes, he sounds like Dimebag. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Is definitely not how he sounded with, with Zach's album. Yeah. Yeah, but it was great. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm a big Black Label fan. I'm an Aussie fan with Zach Wild, so I will watch any of those incarnations of Zach Wild playing. And so, yeah, I mean, Pantera with Zach Wild. I mean, I we get into that with all the cover bands that we've interviewed, right? right. Like, do you try to sound like as authentic as the original songs right. that are studio recorded as possible, or do you try to like? bring your own interpretation in. And that was certainly Zach Wilde's interpretation of Black Sabbath. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But what struck me at first, like the four, first like four to five songs, vocally, he sounded just like Ozzy. Yeah. I was like, yeah. It almost sounded like backing tracks because knowing how he sings, I wasn't hearing him at all. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. It was great. And then... You know, the couple of times he talked between songs because there were very few breaks. They just ran through the songs, which yeah. was great. Yeah. And lots of guitar solos, too. But Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, it's a good show. Good yeah. start to the new year. It was good. It was a great – I mean, so if we couldn't be here, we always say that. Live music is the place yeah. to be. We were doing that. We were watching ourselves some live music. And, by the way, I have to say, tomorrow I go get to see Living Color. And, you know – one of the best frontmen slash singers, vocalists of all time. And Mr. Salisbury is distracted, so he didn't get, get that, that he's, reference. He's, he's still just the, ignoring He's you. in the zone. He right. doesn't want to have the, the Corey Glover versus Jeff Tate debate. Not yet. <laughs> well, But we're going to see him, too. We are, yep. Yeah, yeah. so that's so, what we'll be talking two about. two weekends. That. Exactly. Like, yep. in between this show and next show will be a second time that I'll see Living Color with you along with extreme yep and i'm really looking forward to that show because two different times we were supposed to see extreme yep. at m3 yes and canceled both times and yep yeah and we talked about her new album six so much that they put out last year right. it's one of our favorite albums of the year yep. so we'll be seeing that live for the first time uh, and so excited for that and yeah yeah you know we're getting uh, there's a lot more live music coming up even here at the salisbury center we got three pretty big shows coming up in the next couple months. Um, you know, well, we were actually supposed to, the weather got in the way last Friday, but uh, Spotlight on Friday night, so the metal night. Yeah. That's been rescheduled. That will be on Friday, February the 9th. Yes. With uh, Cursor headlining the show with Motel Portrait, 
the knuckleheads the who knuckleheads. we've had on the show. We're so, going to have them on again. Yep. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Looking forward to catching up with them. Great crew. Yep. And then uh, Mach Zero mm. are all going to be performing that night. Mm -hmm. And then uh, on Sunday night, the 18th of February, mm -hmm. our friends from Age of Ruin. I love it. Will be here. New album. New album. Yeah. Celebrating the album release. And uh, that's a night of hardcore and thrash. Yes. With uh, Age of Ruin, Beggars. Born of Plagues and Anesthesiac. And we, of course, I think that, well, we've, it was either Gavin Evick or Age of Ruin, like, was our most frequented guest here on the show. They kind of yep. tied last year. And obviously, Age of Ruin will be kicking things off yep. with the first appearance. So we always have a good time catching up with those yep. dudes. Looking forward to that and seeing bits and pieces on Facebook and stuff about the album. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to catching that. And then on March the 22nd here at the Salisbury Center will be Spread Eagle. Yeah, Spread Eagle. So, yeah, so if we'll have to, we're going to talk to that band. We're going to get them yep. on the show. And, um, you know, don't, you may not have heard the name, but they are a throwback band. If they are. The National day. Recording Act mm -hmm. released an album back in the uh, late 90s. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to talking to them, talking about the show. Sure. And then, uh, you know, that live show coming up in March. And then, then we start to get close to summer concert season. Yeah, yeah, no, right? And I can't wait for that. Always. Yeah. Another new piece to the second year is the producer of the show. So, you know, we would we would not necessarily limit conversation to us. As you know, Mr. Salisbury, the owner, he chimes in as the voice of God every once in a blue moon. And I tried to goad him into chiming in a few minutes ago, but he ignored me. And then the other one. John's getting his shit together. <laughs> I couldn't hear you. Is the other guy John? So like we have a new producer, John the producer. So welcome to you, John. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you for uh, letting me be part of this uh, journey. You know, we're gonna like probably goad you whether you want to be a part of the journey or not, because we we did that to the last producer. We even gave them a superlative as at the end of the year for the the best moment for that producer when he was chiming in the show. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I don't know. So, so John, like, uh, so our, our last producer, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm sorry, but we'll do a little comparison here. Cause I just, I got to know where you're coming from. So when we talk to you in upcoming conversations, you know, we won't be too thrown off guard into what to, what to expect. But I, that was one of our biggest hits was Kevin's, you know, really Kevin's take on emo music, which was not very favorable. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that was like a little blurb, little, Reel that we pulled out of there that got a lot of, you know, uh, response, either likes or dislikes, but it was pretty funny. But Kevin, you didn't really know what emo was because that was kind of his jam. I never heard that, ter that term. Yeah. I mean, heard of the bands that, you know, he, he missed a show we were supposed to do because he was he went to an emo Ball show. Out Boy. Ball Out yeah. Boy. Yes. So, yeah. And I had never heard it called emo. Yeah. So, like, so. Yeah, I wouldn't have, if you asked me for emo bands, I wouldn't have listed Fall Out Boy. So, I'm right there right. with you. Kevin, so. <laughs> I mean, I knew what EDM was, but yeah. not yeah. emo. So, so what's your jam? Like, are you a rock guy? Like, what do you listen to? I'm all over the place. So, you know, starting DJing, I'm pretty much open format. So I, I play a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh -huh. um, I, I really enjoy the classic rock. Uh -huh. For a while, there, there was bands, you know, I would talk to Jeff about, and he would say an artist, and I'd be like, I have no idea who that was. Uh, and then, you know, as the time goes, you know, I'm like, oh, I know that song, and it's just, you know, not clicking the artists together. But I'm all over the place. I, I love a good rock song. I love some, you know, good old-school hip-hop. Yeah. Um, anything that kind of gets the crowd going, I'm, I'm all for. And right. I like that DJ. So you brought up the DJ background, but then I also know the other side of you because we've been on the show. Yep. 
and your rock. We did a, a rock and roll factor fiction mm -hmm. segment. You were on with the old producer, yep. and I introduced you as John the sound man, yep. not John the producer. So, like, I've known you in that role, too, just happened to be lucky enough to play, you know, some events here from time to time at the Salisbury Center. You're a great sound man, so, like, you have that background, too, as well as being, I didn't know about the DJ piece. And before anybody gets their feelings butthurt, you can't keep calling them the old producer. Oh. It's the producer that's out with broken feet or, oh, or something. I did not know that. Yeah, Scott. Right. Um, I threw him off a building. He broke his foot. Yeah. But why would he be butthurt? You guys backyard wrestling? No, because you're calling him the old, <laughs> the old producer. I just I couldn't resist. <laughs> you're calling the old producer like he got fired or something. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. You know, like obviously I'm a babe in the woods when it comes to this stuff. I'm just kind of feeling my way through. No, he uh, Look, he, he fell John off of here. a roof and uh, busted up his legs pretty good. Was he listening to Fallout Boy when that happened? Ironically, he was. Nickelback. I was, I was, was going to bring it down, up next. boy, for him. I was going to bring down. it up next. <laughs> I feel like there's a parody song to be made there. Uh huh. All right, so we have a second producer. Yep. Second. I don't know who's second. And I don't know who's first. I'm not going to. So I, so nobody gets not butt hurt. Numbers, I guess. <laughs> I'm not going to like. Yeah, I'm not going to go down that road. We're all working for the uh, same outcome for the whole the whole studio. So uh, 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 there we go. So we, we appreciate that you're making us look and sound good, John. The producers. Producers. Uh huh. There's two producers. Producers. Yeah. All right. Here we go. We have another superlative category. We'll make the end oh, of I your thought you meant he was as big as two producers. That, that's what I thought. That's, <laughs> no. I was waiting for that. <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> but. He's two of Scott. <laughs> yeah. Well, John, we're glad. We're glad to have, like, like I said, we're going to goad you into, you know, if, if you're up here producing more, I said, yeah. if you're up here producing more, we're going to goad you into conversation. Yeah. Awesome. I, I look forward to it. Yeah. Right. I mean, he right. was in the studio well, when we did the, the rock myth or factor, yeah, the factor fiction. fiction. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. But if we get like, you know, we, we would goad Scott sometime. It was easy. There was an age gap too, and there's an age gap. I feel like too, John. You're, you, might, you know, you appear a little younger. Well, I'm not going to call I'm you. Almost happened that forty, but <laughs> right. So there was times like Scott was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And then we'd have to kind of, <laughs> you know, get into some clearing, clarifying conversation, and which was kind of fun conversation to bring him into. That's that's how I felt ten years when we started doing podcasts together. I felt like. When Jeff would talk about an artist, I would be like, who, who are you talking about? And now it's like kind of come full circle to where, you know, Scott is the one not knowing the artist. And uh -huh. I maybe have a little bit of knowledge on the artist. And so yeah, it's just progressing. It, through it the wasn't age. 10 years ago, by the way. It was 15 years ago. Okay, so <laughs> even further. We started doing podcasts. Even further. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, John. And thank you, guys. The second. I'm not going to call you second. That feels wrong. You call me what you want to call me. That's why I went with the producers. John, and evidently that are, was one of the producers. I'm I've, evidently I'm full of butt pain tonight. Here I'm like dishing out butt pain left and right. <laughs> That's fine. I, I will be the second producer. That's fine. <laughs> uh huh. All right. Well, sweet. So we want to take a little little pause and get set up. Yeah, we got some we got segment. some news to talk about. We got some, and we're going to do it in a heard and word format. We haven't done that in what like. At least six months. Six yeah. months since we did a little herd and word. So, uh, you know, all you wordsmiths and crossword fanatics, get your words ready because we're going to throw <laughs> some, some, some items at you. And we'll be right back on the Stand Up and Shout Rock Show. From the Salisbury Center Studios. <laughs> From the Salisbury Center Studios in Manassas, Virginia, it's Wild Style Radio. 
Where's that? So, do you guys really need a, a break, or were you just taking a pause break? Well, just taking a pause. Just yeah. a pause. Wanted to make sure we had the, yeah. the slideshow, all that stuff yeah, ready yeah, to yeah, roll. Yeah. yeah. We were just, you know. You're muted. You're muted so that you don't got to the feed. John's trying to get it set up. Welcome back to the Stand Up and Shout Rock Show with Whisk and Kev. Coming to you live from Salisbury Center Studios. Ready for Heard and Word? Every little, like, so, like, there's been a lot of music happenings, I feel like. Yeah. You, uh, you, you kind of, like, take a little break in around the holidays, you know, Christmas, New Year, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, like, whatever's happening right. in and around that. But then, you know, happenings, organization keeps happening in the music world. So there's a lot of feel, things I feel like we haven't just explored or talked about yet well it's been almost a over a month since we've done a show exactly too, so yeah the some things have been happening and like you mentioned before summer tours are coming are getting set up and yep. yeah we're uh, we didn't mention the m3 rock festival no nope. looking forward to that one great lineup on that one it's it's going to be outstanding yeah and our buddy to you know shout out to pete evick who had a show here 
um, with Evic and one of his old band, Some Odd Reasons. And of yep. course, his son, Gavin, joined him several times, you know, throughout the evening. Um, he's going to be playing with Brett Michaels Band on Sunday of that event. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah. Local kind of homecoming-ish for yeah. Brett, but yeah. obviously... The rest of the, the bulk of the rest of the band are all from this area. I mean, easily, you see how this city loves Manassas, Virginia, specifically loves Brett Michaels. It's a second city for him. Yep. There's no doubt about it. Like, he is yeah, very well accepted. Yeah, so they're headlining that on Sunday night. Uh -huh. um, Sundogs are performing. Yeah, yeah. So those, yeah. looking forward to catching those guys. And for those of you that don't know that, that is uh, Bob Perry, Paré, and, uh, <laughs> and Mark Shanker, formerly of Kicks, as as you know, Mr. Salisbury likes to say everything goes back to kicks. It does. We can we can <laughs> we can do does. that in All less than we can do that faster than Kevin Bacon, I think. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that's their rush tribute band and they're performing. I think it's on the Saturday night. Yeah. And uh Steven Piercy's gonna be there. Yeah. You know, it's it's I think Wait a second, <laughs> when's all this going on? Uh, that was uh, first, first weekend, weekend in May. May. Oh. At Merriweather. Oh, I think geez. there was one one time. Didn't you drive the wild style bus? Up to I the, did. Up to the rock. I stayed wrestling? there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. We're gonna do that again. No. <laughs> I tried. I was much younger. <laughs> yeah. So what, two uh, years ago. <clears throat> yeah, that was also fifteen plus years ago. <laughs> that was probably close to twenty years ago. <laughs> all right, all right. We're looking good here for a herd and word. So. uh John is going to throw up some some music happenings that we phrase in a format that we're limited. The rules of the game is one word. So one word, and then you can describe your selection of word to complete the sentence. Okay. About recent rock happenings. All you right. Want to, you want me to read the first one? Sure. All right, I'm going to read the first one. Rage Against the Machines' recent announcement that they're calling it quits is... I go first. You, want, you can do your word first. Uh, with the white, I'm not sure it shows, yeah, but it's disappointing. disappointing. Oh, you see, I did. It's like blurred out there. We yeah. we went to the art department, the yes. Stand Up and Shout Rock Show art department, and they gave us these pieces of paper that were just cut in half in a Sharpie. <laughs> Low budget. We it need was. to get some tech in. It was over the, uh, there, was a, there was an angry art department this yes. time around. They were not accommodating at all. Well, you just know. threw paper and Sharpies at us and said, have at it. But yeah, so Rage Against the Machine calls it quits yet again. Yet again. And yeah. you said it was disappointing, so you want to kind of... Yeah, so, I mean, the other word I was mulling in the back of my head, um, well, I, I'll wait, but... Mm -hmm. uh, no, you can say it. Um, Did you see my word? Are you cheating? Well, I had another word similar to that, so yeah, I'm, not, I'm saying I'm just going to leave it there. I mean... I think you could say it. Like, go ahead, because I'll just piggyback on. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it was going to happen, because uh -huh. it's happened a bunch of times. Exactly. But it's dis for me, to me, it's disappointing because, um, you know, we saw them recently mm -hmm. and, and they're just so great, they're, you know, live performance. And, yes. and Zach had a torn Achilles. down. He was so sitting, sitting down, down at his amazing life. Yes. And the energy was still through the roof. Right. So, you know, what that band does when they're together is just so amazing. You know, it's disappointing that, but maybe not all that disappointing because what has come over history is they keep coming back. Yes, exactly. So, um, you know, but you know, it seemed like they were kind of getting things going. There was talk that they were going in the studio. They were going right. to record a new album. Right. And according to uh, Tom Morello, that's, that's all done. Yeah. 
when so that was my word as you like looked over her shoulder and saw my word my word is oh does it show up a little better i went with red instead of black oh yeah yeah and i'm in a different lighting angle it's expected so it's expected so right this is what rage against the machine does i mean right, right. how many times have they quit you know i don't know how many times they've quit and reformed i right. I, I can't make that count i mean at least it's at least three yeah <laughs> i can at least count for that yeah so it might be more than that there might be more of that that we don't know of you know because they might have like yelled at each other and said they quit and didn't talk to each other for a month and then you know, because it was always hard, I feel, to catch a Rage Against the Machine tour because they had these on and offs. And then even when they were on, they kind of were hesitant towards intensive touring. Right. So you're right. When you caught them live, it was an amazing moment, but you had to be in that right place in that right time to catch them live. Right. And we were lucky enough to the last time they came around. Yep. So I agree. It is disappointing because we saw such a great show in a packed house at Capital One Arena yep. downtown. So they sold that stadium easily with, I think, you know, elevated ticket prices, you right. know, in aftermarket. Oh, for sure. So there was still like high interest to get in. Well, and that was the first time I'd seen them since uh, Lollapalooza 3, uh -huh. I think it was, that uh -huh. they were on when they were brand new. And, yeah. and they blew everyone's doors off. Yeah. And it was that same energy and level and everything. Sure. So Two great times seeing them, and uh, I'm sure there'll be another one, but who knows. Did when. you catch the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions, at least the abbreviated ones that they put up on CBS? It was around New Year's. So it yeah, was an, I did not. Yeah, so like they were inducted, and I did watch that. And I would like to see the expanded version of that because, you know, they edit it down. Right. Like the announcements and, the uh, you know, the people that induct, you know, those speeches are abbreviated. And then Tom Morello was the one who accepted the award and he immediately said, we're all not in agreement because we've talked about this too, right? Right. Like what is the rock and roll hall of fame? How in the hell do you get in there? What does that mean? Right. How are they selecting the bands? And so it was definitely evident that they were split as to whether or not they should even accept the award and show up. Right. And he gave a great speech about, you know, recognizing the importance of rock and, know everything that it can do for people and how people interpret it their own way right so that's why he was one to stand up but you saw division in other words sure like before that announcement kind of happened and this announcement happened and then that aired for me so i saw right. it in reverse order so it kind of made sense like watching that you saw the division within the band that to me kind of happens for different reasons because remember the, the MTV awards in the nineties, that was one, another big disagreement when the bassist got up and climbed the, that back panel, right. yeah, the deck. And then he wound up like shaking and bringing it down, you know, while somebody was announcing an award and that right. pissed off like, you know, Zach De La Rocha. And, and so like it led to a split then at that time, I think it was their first split. Right. So it felt like that all over again. Yeah. Well, and it kind of seemed like it was coming right because they were supposed to, I think the show we saw was the last or the second to last show on the North American leg. Then they were supposed to go to Europe. Right. But because of his Achilles tear and yes. needing to have surgery, yeah. they put it on hold and yeah. then they came out and announced it was canceled. Right. And that was actually probably about a month or so before the rock hall, rock and roll hall of fame induction. So yeah. Yeah. it was probably our, you know, trending in that direction even then. Yeah. Yeah, and to put out another plug for watching those inductions because we're not Rock and Roll Hall of Fame fans. I, with that said, I always watch the inductions, so like they sucker me back in. But his speech was a Harvard quality speech, <laughs> you know, like it was a really well structured yep. and articulate and just amazing Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah. speech. Well, like you would expect that from a rock guy. Yeah, well, and and he's 
you know, he hosts his own show on Sirius XM, which is, I just mm-hmm. find it very interesting because he's got a very eclectic taste. Yeah. His, yeah. his influences range all across the music spectrum. Yeah. And he, he is well versed in music history too. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's interesting to hear him talk about, you know, his influences and, and, and the songs that he plays on that show. It's, yeah, so it's really good. I'm glad like, you know, I think it's some of these topics and this is the first one that we're talking about today. And some of the, mu- the news that we're talking about this time around, we didn't talk about all last year. Right. I think, excuse me, we, excuse me. We went to that rage show. And we talked about it maybe, you know, for several minutes about how much we appreciated the show. But outside of that, we never talked about Rage. Yep. So I think that maybe is a theme across of like all recent music news. We're finally getting able to talk about some bands that we haven't been able to talk about before. Definitely. Yeah. So Rage will miss you. Yep. Until yep. you come back around. I was going to say, and we'll be the first <laughs> one to buy tickets when you come back around again. Yep. Yep. All right. Second all right. question. Second question. Are you going to read this one? Yes. Did you read the last one? I did not. Okay, you read this one. Okay. All right. Corey Taylor's recent announcement that he is canceling his current solo tour is... Okay, so my word, I'm going to go with my word since you read it, is melancholy. Really? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was melancholy. Like, I think there was a sadness to this. So, like, if if you read the article, like, and I'm, I'm, maybe this is going to be good. So, like, I'm going to get your take <laughs> on this because I think I know where you're going. By the way, we have not talked about this. This is totally unscripted. So, like, I'm look, now looking forward to this. So it was for mental health reasons and personal family reasons, which were not defined. By the way, we've never talked about Corey Taylor, and we've never talked about Slipknot on the show, too. So, like, this opens up the door to that. So if this is to be taken seriously, which I can see the expression on your face, (laughs) you know, is it going to be that? Maybe that's the bigger question. Is he really, you know, going through some mental health issues that's preventing him from performing? Or is it, you know, a family issue? And if it is, that is melancholy. Or right. it sounds like it could be. I have not looked over your shoulder. I just know you. I went, went read it out loud. I can't. I, I can't see the glare. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go with the sound bite. <laughs> no, we need to. Uh, we need to get our producer on the lighting in there. <laughs> so can't read anything. So I get it. If if it's for that reason, but. I'm, he's one of these guys that is always in the publications. He's got something to say about everything. All right. And, you know, to me, it's like, I just, it's noise to me. Uh Uh-huh. So. It's just another Corey Taylor story. Yeah. He's not Corey Taylor from Balloon Knot, not Slipknot. Balloon Knot. Balloon Knot. You don't know what a balloon knot is? I don't know what a balloon Here's another sound bite. Your butthole is your balloon knot. <laughs> all right. No, that is new to me. Even heard of that. I've never, like, especially from you, like in all the years that I've known you, I've never even heard it from you. You've never heard of balloon knot, seriously. I, I seriously have never heard of balloon knot. Oh, I'm so disappointed in that, you. There's a band name. That is a great one for them. Exactly. He, he is a butthole. Uh, right. So uh, that's, uh, that's kind of where I was going to go since yeah. we've never talked about Slipknot or Corey Taylor. I can tell you guys are not down with Slipknot. I mean, I, I'll listen to Slipknot. It, it kind of, it all kind of falls into that new metal to me. That's what I was going to go next. And, new and metal. it's like all of those bands all kind of sound the same. And uh-huh. I'm sure people might say the same thing about, you know, some of the bands we grew up on. Right. But, um, you know, I, I just, I think Slipknot's cool. Uh-huh. I'd probably go see him live. I haven't. Uh-huh. Um, the rest of the stuff he does, I'm just, 
I'm not, I'm not too into it. See, like thinking of the scope of the stand up and shout rock show, like, right. Like in all the genres and subgenres of rock, like we haven't really talked new metal and new metal to me. Like it's and it, it, like everything that's 20 years out is now cool. Right. Like that's, and so that's where we are with new metal. It's 20 yeah. years out. So there's this resurgence that I'm seeing of people finding these new metal bands and like wanting to go see new metal bands again. So, yeah. So like, that's another word reason why I chose the word melancholy yeah. because I know that Corey Taylor is a very popular act right now you know to go see so I know that that's disappointing for a lot of people there's uh, yeah I can there's there's definitely new metal that I don't like and I, there's definitely new metal that I like so it yeah, it's, I mean, it depends on the band it's like when we went to see five finger death punch but really we went to see megadeth yes and megadeth Got shitty sound. That's your Corey Glover, though, Kevin. Like, I don't think there's anybody that you would rather see than that. That's, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Five Finger Death Punch was good, uh -huh. but I'm like, I just, it's like, I would have rather seen Megadeth in the headlining spot and get get good sound. Yeah. And, you know, they didn't want to be shown up. Yeah. It yeah. was pretty evident. Yes. So, you know, and that's a new metal band. They're good. Yeah. Um, You know. Maybe I'm just old. <laughs> so what, I guess this brings me to a question that I had. What is sadder that all of our guys are now too old to be the, the stud, you know, pussy chasers that they used to be yeah. or that all the angry new metal guys are no longer angry, <laughs> <laughs> So, which makes for a worse show. Like our guys trying to prance around like they still got it yeah. or yeah. those guys prancing around like they're still angry, but they're not. <laughs> and like, I was thinking about that too, coming in with new metal. Cause we talked about this is new metal, classic rock, you know, like in that, no. in that line of thinking there, Lou, like, like what you're saying, like if they're not angry anymore, does that make them classic? Does that put them on, you know, it could, but John, John wants to chime in because this is his music. Uh, here we go. There we go, John. That's what I was asking you about earlier. Yeah, so, like, Corey Taylor has <laughs> some, like, really... And I understand, like, I think I came from the same sense where when I first started listening to metal, it all sounded the same, like Kevin was saying. Mm -hmm. But hearing some of uh, Corey's acoustic stuff, yeah. it, it's deep. And yes. It's dark, and it, it's emotional. And and so maybe it, it's not the classic rock that you guys grew up with, but it, it, it's this new genre of these, you know, acoustic albums and stuff that kind of give it a little bit different perspective than this, you know, hard head banging, yes. heavy metal stuff. So I think you kind of get a little bit of, a little bit of that through some of their solo stuff. Yeah. Now they're old, it's flaccid rock. <laughs> and I'm not a big fan of, you know, as the label goes screamo vocals, which Corey Taylor obviously is capable of. So you're right. Like some of these other songs, when he gets in and sings and he becomes melodic, he has a great voice. He's Incredible. amazingly great voice. You know, another one that really is kind of gone too soon was uh, Chester from Lincoln Park. And yeah. Another one yeah. that by himself had just a phenomenal, sure. you know, solo, you know, sound. But then from him screaming was just incredible as well. So I've seen that debate. And so I mean, I've seen this like in terms of like talking about new metal and Slipknot. First of all, I know Corey Taylor does not like to be referred to as new metal. He has an objection to that. Yeah. And I, you know, and I've also seen the other day debate since you brought up Lincoln Park that they do not like to, or, or other people just, I guess, because they kind of came later, you know, or arose later in terms of timing that they're not necessarily considered new metal either by some, but I don't know. I don't know how you classify them. I don't think I get into like the deep classification. It's just it's right. like rock to me and right. you know, they, 
you know, we can go in and dive into the new metal or punk or emo, whatever. I just never been able to categorize bands by that. I, I just, get it. You know, it's rock and roll to me. It's rock music. It's pop music. It's hip hop. And right. that's kind of it for me. Right. Well, and I, I like Linkin Park. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. There's just some of them, some of those bands that were coming out around that time. It's just like, man. Yeah, I get it. You no, know, there's, I, there's a lot of very popular bands from that time period that I do not like. And then there's some that are a little bit more obscure that I do like. And I don't know what that says about me, <laughs> but you know, I would say that all new metal is not bad, but I, I, I've never no. really, I've I'll, even outside of the show, I don't think that you and I have ever talked about Slipknot. No. Yeah. Or what was it? But not. But not. But but not sounds like, like two different like a can, balloon knot. Balloon knot. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever have you ever tied a balloon together and yeah, looked at it? I know what it? you're saying. I know what you're saying. I mean, I get it. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm new to the term. I'm new to the. <laughs> so if I named the band, I'd name them Butt Knot and have it wrong. Yes. <laughs> and it wouldn't even be balloon knot. That'd make that even better. That would be funny. <laughs> right. That's like to those guys. <laughs> that, that's like remember when uh, House of Hair was on the radio. Yeah. yeah. And so we were Jenny would always go. My wife would go. Oh, you want to listen to that show, The Hairball? <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> that show you were listening to on the radio the other day. It's called Hairball, uh -huh. right? And I'm like, no. You mean Headbangers it, Ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, no, Hairball. How? Oh, House of Hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. We but, mess it up. I know, I know. <laughs> Look, I, you know that I don't. That was not necessarily a rock term. I don't feel too bad about that. That was just a you know. Speaking a, of classic rock, term. did you see the meme on uh, Facebook or whatever the, yesterday or a couple days ago? It was the uh, "Luck Up Your Daughters" tour. Is a yes. picture of them, and then the picture below was "Luck Up Your Grandmother's <laughs> yes. Tour" or whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. Yep. <laughs> I did see that. Uh huh. Oh, I wanted to cry so bad. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right. All right. Next question. Get off of this slipknot. I I thought that train would only like run for about two or three minutes. That that turned into a long conversation. And I learned a new balloon knot term. All right. You get to read. Wait a minute. I read the last one, didn't I? I did. Oh, I man, I'm so backwards today. Joe Perry's recent announcement that Aerosmith may resume its peace out tour by the fall or summer or summer of 2024 <laughs> is surprising surprising all right so that that yeah 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 i mean from the articles that i read it just sounded like steven tyler's voice and mm -hmm. his vocal cords are just shredded exactly so yeah. it's like i i did not even ex i figured that was they were already piecing out uh -huh. <laughs> right when they canceled it or right postponed it Right. But uh, I just never thought that they were going to make it back on stage. Look, man, I agree. I was polite, and I went with improbable. I could have gone with impossible, or I could have gone with bullshit. You know, <laughs> like wishful thinking, which would have been right. two words. Like, I just don't see it. But it, it And kind of like in the vein of Rage Against the Machine, this is what they always do. Like, don't, like to me, Joe Perry and Steven Tyler always have different stories on the same event. And they, they just kind of embellish back and forth and sometimes argue about the same story with one another. So you didn't hear Steven Tyler's take on this is exactly what you said. Right. He's torn to shreds. He's, you know, and, and, uh, you know, Mr. Salisbury's point out there, he's not a spring chicken. He's not going to heal up very quickly. Right. So what, if he can even heal up from like the injury that I heard, which was substantial to his vocal cords, he sustained, 
So could it ever happen again? Like, I think it's even forget the summer or fall of 2024. Well, and if, if it does ever, happen, ever. Yeah, yeah, right, if ever, yeah. if it ever does happen, hopefully the ticket prices come down because yeah, right. I would love to see them one more time, but right. I'm not paying that kind of money right. for them. Right. And, you know, you and I back in the day paid some very cheap ticket prices to go see Aerosmith. Absolutely. We saw them a lot because they were cheap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Plenty of times. Yeah. So, yeah, not not interested in forking out that kind of dough. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. All right. Next question. This is you. I remember this. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mike McCready's statement that this year's new Pearl Jam album is a lot heavier than you would expect is. All right. So my word is hyphenated. I have anti-grunge. So, and this to me, like I, I'm, I'm going to stereotype band members and band people. And this is coming from Mike McCready, who is a phenomenal lead guitarist. So the statement comes from the lead guitarist, right? And you know, I, I remember the days where it was just very like, you know, uncool for a grunge band to have a guitar solo or to have any type of like ultra heavy thrash guitar sound, right? Like that was not the grunge look or feel. Maybe this is Mike McCready's wishful thinking that he like uh, he's going in a different direction and like an alter bridge kind of direction. Like, you know, like if you want to compare like a kind of quasi grunge band of Creed to an anti grunge band, more of a metal band of alter bridge, which is the same band with two different singers. Right. And then that's a different style for Mike Tremonti. Right. So is that was uh, what Mike McCready's trying to be is he trying to like bring out this metal sound in Pearl Jam. And is that going to happen? And would Pearl Jam, in terms of like new metal, I mean, they are the kings of grunge. I mean, one of the big four. Right. Did you, you know, to, to seal the, the thrash turn, not that there's a big four for grunge, but they're certainly like on the mountaintop. Well, I mean, they're one of the, one of the people on the forefront. And I was actually reading a really cool article about it that shed some light on Mother Lovebone uh -huh. as the, uh, you know, they were being termed kind of the originators of the Seattle sound. Uh -huh. And that may or may not be the case. Yeah. But they were one of the first bands and they were way out in front of, yeah. you know, even Soundgarden. Yeah. You know, and obviously those guys, you know, two, three fifths of Mother Love Bone right. ended up becoming Pearl. Pearl Jam. Right, right. So, uh, you know, and that, their music, we're both fans of that, that mm -hmm. album. But, yeah. you know, so, so that was good. But, to me, and and I got, I'll share my word in a second, but that quote reminds me a lot of what we would see from like Motley Crue and yeah. Poison yeah. and all these bands, like after their first or second album came out, they're like, oh, this next yes. album is going to be so much heavier. Yeah. And, and it was the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. But for me, you got the word. I said exciting. Oh, all right. Because well, yeah. I wasn't, I haven't, I love the first couple Pearl Jam albums. The stuff that came out after that, I yeah. was like, eh, yeah. you know. So if it is going to be even more back to the sound that they had on those first couple of albums, to me, I, I'm excited to, to hear it uh -huh. and, and would enjoy that better than their more recent releases. Right, right. Yeah. I saw Mr. Salisbury and they're fired up and ready to go. Yeah, so I have a question, though. <laughs> yeah. What exactly do you consider the Seattle sound? Because for for me, I don't, like, that's a grunge sound is, I think, what people call Seattle sound. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you've got Alice in Chains, mm -hmm. Soundgarden, Mother yeah. Love Bone, yeah. Pearl Jam. Yeah. 
uh, Heart. Yeah, Nirvana. Uh, Nirvana, of course. Uh-huh. Queensryche. Uh-huh. Those are all Seattle bands. Right. Like those, Jimi and, Hendrix. Oh, for yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. they're all very well, diverse think, types yeah. of sound. And I'm not a big fan of Seattle, but uh-huh. I do love like all almost all those artists. I don't really care for the grunge as much. Uh-huh. It's not bad, but uh-huh. all I, the rest I of think, them, I mean, they're great. I think people use that term more loosely referring to the 90s the, sound. the 90s, 90s bands, grunge. Uh, like the early 90s but, but yeah you know and even alice and chains were the best band out of seattle uh, even ooh, above Queensryche. Ooh, you know where i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to soundgarden <laughs> i worship at the altar of soundgarden yeah that i guess that is a tough one uh-huh i love Soundgarden. yeah and i always will but in terms of the, the and i love alice so don't get me yeah. wrong in terms of the bands from the you know the early 90s that those Seattle bands yeah i think Alice and Soundgarden were the two heaviest yeah 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 and uh which to me like that's a good question that you're bringing up there jeff like that that i'd say that they may have have more similarities in their sound not that they're the exact same than say Nirvana which would be another huge name yeah or um even Pearl Jam, because Pearl Jam is almost more of a classic sound, a classic yeah. like, pop rock sound, if, for lack of better words. Not pop, but, you know, kind of more in that vein. And yeah. the person sitting in the room next to you is the person who broke Alice to all of us. Do you remember that? Who, you? No. Oh, Kevin? Kevin. Absolutely. When he brought the demo tape home from Wovit. Yeah, I was good. To me, Kevin, that whole sound that I totally fell in love with, like, was all of the, the early 90s. I owe to Kevin. I still have those CDs. I even have the Pearl Jam 10 CD, like getting back to Pearl Jam, right. that was hijacked from the radio station. And it even says radio promo, like across the CD mm, yeah. cover. I remember hearing that radio <laughs> yeah. promo that he had and just going, these guys, if they were just a little bit faster, they would be amazing Yeah, because yeah. his voice was amazing. The sound was amazing. Yeah. And then like after listening to the whole thing through a couple of times, I was like, nah, these guys are perfect. Yeah. yeah. And was that SAP? <laughs> What's the, that? The EP SAP? Oh, that was Facelift. No, it was Facelift. facelift. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I can't remember which one you brought back first. I do yeah. remember like how. Oh, no. No, it was, it was facelift. I, I, I remember yeah. that distinctly because I was just like shocked because yeah. he brought it home and I happened to be down that weekend yeah. visiting you guys. And yeah, I was yeah. just like, wow. I yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah. And the guys that were the music directors at the station were like, oh, you, you're a metal guy. You should listen to this. And they threw on Ultra Mega OK. Yeah. And I was like, that was the first time I heard Soundgarden. Yes. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, even Nirvana, you know, Bleach is entirely different sound than yeah. than their other releases but even when uh um nevermind was released and we were playing that at the college radio station we uh-huh. had this big huge speaker that faced out into the student media wing you know and smells like teen spirits blaring out and yeah. people are walking by you know, turn this crap off that song <laughs> sucks that's a horrible band who would ever listen to this garbage <laughs> and then six months later yeah they blow up yeah, and yeah. everyone's like oh you hear this new band i'm like <laughs> you know it's funny i think that um i wouldn't swear to it but i think steve fenner introduced me to Soundgarden. really yeah before because you remember that. when it was at um lake fairfax and mm-hmm. Soundgarden played oh yeah yeah of it course, was right yeah. before that i think that he that we were playing uh yeah. louder than love yep and i was floored yeah on that one too oh hell yeah 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 that, that's awesome I know that's what I'm saying. Like those, those Ultra Mega OK, Louder Than Love, and Bad Motor Finger. 
I like they will just always be unbelievable repeat yeah. plays in my collection. Yep. I, don't, I don't wait, as I say, don't wait for the algorithm. Play the music you want to hear. And that's the music I want to hear. All right. Yeah. Got one more, right? One more to go. This is really cool. And so, wait a minute. This is you. Check right? out John's uh, little fade in, fade out. Love See that? No, no. Sweet. He's getting yeah. fancy. <laughs> Stephen Piercy announcing that he will perform Out of the Cellar in, during its 40th anniversary of its release uh-huh. in its entirety uh-huh. during 2024 tour stops is it's rat and roll, baby. <laughs> it is rat and roll. We don't we don't we don't give rat enough love. Nope. Like I don't think the world gives rat enough love. Like they they get campy on a Geico commercial, but that yeah. doesn't count. Like they were just such a wicked awesome band. Like before they were the go-to for us back then. I mean, that was my first concert with Bon Jovi opening. And we all went. That's remember the Amy Peppercorn trip yes. around the Beltway right. the long way. And I, like right, and I'll pause you on that because yeah. like we saw Bon Jovi open for Rat, and that yep. and that was not like you know like half-ass sold out. There was a hell of a lot of people at that show. That show was packed, and it was Rat. so awesome. Yeah, yeah that's so, all Rat and Roll. Mine is awesome. Mm-hmm. Because out of the cellar is my rat entry drug. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'm I'm super stoked. And the fact that he's playing at M3. Right. And that's listed in the tour dates of one of the locations. I'm so excited now for that show. And how about the late, great Tawny Katane? Like, got to give her some love. You know me, I always give love to the Vixens. You know, like, she was on the album cover. That was one of the first times before she was flipping on Jaguars and Whitesnake videos. She was crawling out of the cellar, out of the manhole. And she's the legs on the EP. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. So, and she was dating Robin Crosby, the late great yep. Robin Crosby. Yep. So, yep. the only thing that would make that better is if they all got back together. But I don't I know. know that that's ever going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And especially for me, I'm a Warren Martini fan. So, like, to get Warren back in, like, playing with Stephen Piercy, that would just be, I mean, we saw Stephen Piercy at M3. Yeah. And it was great. It was like seeing Rat. Yeah. It was absolutely, and I feel like, you know, people go in and out because it's a full day festival. So sometimes a band goes yeah. up and some people won't pay attention to him as much, but everybody came back and yep. he did a great set mixed not only with Out of the Cellar songs with Invasion of Privacy and some of the songs off the EP and yep. just a great full set. Well, so and just like Dancing Tony, Undercover. And, yeah. Just like Tony Harnell. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, you're here in TNT. Yeah. And, when when the voice is there, yeah. you know you do miss. You definitely would miss Warren D. Martini and and that stuff. But it's it's gonna be it's gonna be such an awesome show. And Lynch Mob is on that bill. Mm-hmm. Oh, we may have to like in like speaking getting back to out of the cellar because that was it's the 40th anniversary, right? We did the 40th anniversary bottoms up edition of albums of '83. Yep. We may have to go to '84 because '84 had a hell of a lot of amazing. Oh albums. yeah. We definitely will have to hit that at some point this year. Yeah, I know. So let's put that on the radar. I hope you all came up with some good words, but go back into your collection. Or if you haven't seen the collection, if you're a young pup like the producers and and weren't around back then, that's a good year to dig into because there's some good, good music from 1984. Absolutely. Yeah. There's some good music from 2024. So I'm not trying to sound like an old man, although I may be, and not knowing what a... (laughs) A we got to get our booking manager on that guy. Oh, I just said butt knot again. I said I didn't know what a butt knot. I said butt knot. I didn't even say balloon knot. Uh, right. Yeah. That should have been my word. <laughs> balloon knot. So can you see if we can get the booking manager on that? I know, right? Give Sullivan a call. I know. I know. Absolutely. 
fucker. I hit him up. He just hasn't responded to me. I need to hit him back again. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So you know, uh, you know Kevin and I would be here. Hell yeah. <laughs> the three of us might be the only three here, but that'd be all right. I, I think that that, I think that there's a big, you know, I think that there's a big amount of interest in seeing out of the cellar specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Larry Garner would be here. Absolutely. Yeah. Might even get Damon off the couch. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Just don't offer subscription service because then I would keep him on the, on the couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awesome. All right. I think that does it for us this episode. Good to see everybody again. Great yep. to be back. Looking forward to a great season two. And we'll be back on February 9th. Yep. So I'd like to talk about those shows again. We're talking to Cursor. Yep. The Knuckleheads. They're there that night. Who else is there? Uh, Mo Motel Portrait uh -huh. and Mock Zero. Be the first time talking to those cats. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yep. All right. So we'll, you know, we're going to try and get back on our regular cadence of every other Wednesday night. But then anytime there's a rock show here, you know, we'll be live chatting up the bands and uh, looking forward to a great season two. Here Not on only can you see our show on February 9th, but you'll see all of those great acts if you come down on Metal Night yes. February 9th. And uh, definitely want to get your comments. So, you know, let us know what you like, what you don't like. And, Want to call us a butt knot? <laughs> That's it. Word of the day. <laughs> See you on the next show. Heard and word. But See ya. <laughs>